0: Hello and welcome back to Barely D&D, your sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is Zach, your resident DM, and I am thrilled to bring you today's episode, episode 59, Live in the Dream. Before we can hop into today's excellent content, we need to summarize last week's episode, episode 58, Fast Friends. The fun guys took respite in the subterranean temple of Ceylon in Biasta, recovering from their violent triumph over Dolgoth, each in their own way. Greta slept the day through, healing from her revivification, whilst Boz and Janus took time to contact Alondra, and Ro sought out the archpriest Efmund Kai for insight into the curse which had haunted her for almost a week. Her conversation with the experienced cleric was salubrious and healing, as Efmund brought her not only a divine remedy for her curse, but also a listening ear and a bit of wisdom, encouraging Ro that her search for better understanding Selun and the Maker might be found in quiet contemplation and a pursuit of their character. Meanwhile, Janice and Boz sought out their close ally, Alandra the Great Abjurer, with a glibness that was not returned by the Archmage's concern at the many sources of heavy news which they imparted upon her. Alandra was relieved to hear the fungi's survival, and thankful for Janice's intervention, but was sufficiently vexed by the complex aftermath of their situation to summon additional members of the Manibus Arcanum. Boz soon found himself in a room with three of the Manibus Arcanum's four members, debating a litany of global issues. To both Janice and Boz's surprise, Alandra and Thalgan moved beyond the initial shock of information and met their concerns with acceptance, promising both heroes that failures and wounds were a natural part of serving the world. Thalgan even revealed that it was the hubris and fearful control of the Manibus themselves which allowed Shistha, the Lich Queen, to arise a generation ago. The members of the Manibus further exhorted Janus and Baz that their ownership of the issues at hand was noble, but warned them that they would perpetuate the cycles which came before if they continued to try and shoulder the weight of the world on themselves. Conversation soon concluded, and the Manibus members departed to their own affairs, assuring the Fungies that they would not abandon them in the coming tribulations. Janus soon followed suit, offering Rowan and Boz her future support, leaving them to rest and ponder their future. The Fungies continue the recuperation now, attempting to process their terrors and heal their wounds in the underground temple of Ceylon. That's where we leave off with our story, and I can't wait to bring you today's episode. It is a very good one, so without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to Barely D&D. It's a Sword of Dungeons and Dragons podcast around here, y'all. This is another episode of the Accidental Adventures. We're excited to bring you episode 59 today. Um, That's a lot of episodes. What's
1: it called? Well, don't you when want to do that the, the other stuff
2: first?
0: Or?
1: What stuff? that You usually say the name of the episode with the. Do
0: I? No. I have, I
2: we I have no
1: memory first. of what we do. Do we do, do every questions time. first? All right. It let
0: be let be it out.
1: So <laughs>
3: question for this week. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like
2: the enthusiasm.
3: <laughs> I don't think we've done this one before, but, um, I want to know what your Hogwarts house would be. Oh, and I don't. Yeah. I don't remember if in Harry Potter they call them familiars, but like what your oh, animal yeah. companion oh, yeah. yeah, That's a good question. I know. No.
1: Nope. That's so cool. Nope.
0: But I like that Melanie's been listening to so much D&D that whether or not that's in Hogwarts, she calls them familiars.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. I know. <laughs> yes, bro.
4: Um... Slytherin.
0: Yep, because I'm also
4: in Slytherin. But like, Ro would definitely be Slytherin. Ro be Slytherin without question. Um, and her familiar would be a tie between a black cat and a bat.
0: Mm. A
4: black cat with wings.
3: Maybe
0: (laughs) that would be very metal. And a A weird weird little little
2: bat face? (laughs)
4: like Lucy from Disenchantment.
0: Maybe. (gasps) Oh yeah, Lucy from
4: Disenchantment.
0: Yes. Say drat kagam. Drat kagam, everybody. I quit that game. Uh, and he misses
1: you so much. What's the DMN PC?
4: I'm just kidding. Dolgoth. I'm just no.
1: kidding. <laughs> Edmund, Kai. Edmund Kai, of course. Okay, the savior, other than Janice, who's not here and cannot answer for us. Amen. True. This is true. <laughs>
5: Amen.
1: Uh, Craig.
0: Yeah. Hogwarts House and Familia.
5: I would say his would be a Gryffindor. Mm. Um, kind of obnoxious, you know, in some ways, because they're kind of... Mindful. I'm just kidding. Um, I say he's yeah. a Gryffindor. on
0: people who identify as Gryffindors.
2: You
3: identify <laughs> as a Gryffindor. Uh, um. Yes, the four genders. <laughs> 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 we <laughs>
2: gotta stick a it
3: joke. to J.K. We gotta stick it to J.K.
1: She's foxy. The greatest fear: the four genders.
5: That was good. So uh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say his familiar would be a bulldog.
2: Oh yeah, I love that that feels right. Oh. That
0: I love that. I hope Craig, I Craig gets a bulldog. Yeah, so much. Yeah. It's fine. I just gave him a whole real
1: familiar. But it's not uh, like a turtle. What's dog. yours?
4: <laughs> it's not real. It's Faye.
1: Faye, people aren't real. Boz doesn't exist. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. Boss <laughs>
5: ain't
3: real. I think you're
5: uh,
1: doing good work out. I got mine.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, Greta's got hers. Nope.
1: I, d- I just wanted to bite you some time if you I, needed it, but if yeah, you're
3: good. I need all the time. All
1: right. So let's talk about my early childhood traumas. Oh, no. Um, I would like to inundation with Harry Potter culture, is how you're saying? <laughs> um so Boz would be Hufflepuff for sure. Yeah. Yes. And he his familiar would be uh oh my gosh. They make these little bitty mushrooms um in D, they're <gasps> like an actual yes. like tiny little creature like red toadstool topped with white spots like, like super mario bros kind of thing that would be his familiar mm. for sure
4: they're in uh tiny Tinas. oh really yeah remember we had the mushroom that's people that's right
1: that's right
0: yeah.
4: dude that's freaking sick no mm.
0: no bud i f- <laughs> dude
3: it's four options. That's a lot. That's more than three. I think Greta might be a Ravenclaw. I was. <laughs> I was thinking that, but she's not studious. She just. But she's really. Heck, really but likes she that's not true. She's Greta extremely me. studious
0: to what she cares about. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But the whole ADHD. thing of, of
3: Ravenclaw is like, like, like a very, very academic like pursuit of knowledge. And I don't think Greta is very academic. She might be smart and studious, but she's not like. Do you consider Greta cunning? I was thinking, I, I might think, be Slytherin. I, think, I could see it. I could too. I could see I think Gryffindor. I don't know. I just feel like she's brave. Yeah, I could okay. see that she
1: after last episode, the last few, yeah, That's she's freaking brave. That's true. She stood in the face of death.
4: Yeah, but that seems uh, Slytherin-Y to me, the way she intimidated. Killing death? Oh yeah, that was pretty <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I don't know. That is pretty oh, I've i I've been playing a lot of Hogwarts time. Legacy, you guys. What's your familiar um, dang it. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those like Spirit. talking plants from Ooh. Harry Potter that just screams. Or like the a rat. I could say a rat. Yeah, I think Dude, a, rat. A, rat. a rat. A
3: rat. That's <laughs> You're pretty
0: rats. sick. Yeah,
3: rats. You're a rat. rat. <laughs> um, she, her Hogwarts house is, is, is rat. That's it. <laughs> moaning
1: Myrtle in the bathroom. That's Greta. That's Greta for sure. <laughs>
4: She's Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> she doesn't fit <laughs> into the four
1: tenders. She's a ghost. Um.
0: I'm going to say that. uh, Well, okay. So what Zach knows about um, Harry Potter is that the main character's name is Harry Potter. Oh no, it's it's it's
1: it's Neville. It's Neville Longbottom. (laughs) What (laughs) he could have been. So could have been. So Gryffindor
0: are the brave ones. Hufflepuff are the ones that are nice. They're weird. They're not okay. weird. Well, Ravenclaw I are smart? Question mark. Yes. And Slytherin is smart, but edgy smart. Snapey is just smart. normal. Like the people that graduate, <laughs> okay, so they're probably going to work at like a marketing firm no. in the people. wizard world. Gryffindor is protagonist syndrome. And like Slytherin the worst. Is edgy, Gryffindors the worst. are cunning yes. Yes. and
4: edgy, and we love
0: like they would they would play a rogue, and yeah. try to be cool. Yeah. Okay, sure. would play uh, a wizard. Yeah. Okay, so F I think would probably be. I think it'd probably be Ravenclaw. Oh, I was gonna say, Hufflepuff. it's pretty emotionally detached. Um, oh, wow, and Ooh. then uh, familiar talking book. No, I think he, I think he'd have just like a bird, like a nice. finch or something. Cool, yeah, something no nonsense. All right, well, uh, Abby, it's about that time. Tell us another thing about mm. <laughs> raccoon.
1: raccoon. Can, can you find the secret second raccoon?
3: What? Man, I have studied this <laughs> record. You think I you think I would miss a secret record? She's majoring in raccoon. You're right.
1: I'm sorry that
0: she has like a like an addicted PIs like I, investigator I board with all a, the red wires. I pull
3: out a like a, a piece of paper out of my pocket and I unfold it and it's an art degree. Um <laughs> um
2: <laughs> I carry it around with me
1: just in case. Welcome, I fold it up and crumple it.
3: Welcome to welcome to the segment of the podcast where I talk. This is <laughs>
2: This, is, doing it in any this of the
0: other- is a
3: lesson about the exclamation point. Yes, this is a wonderful piece of art that we're looking at, you guys. And I know that I've been talking a lot about the text, but I just can't, like even even the punctuation in this piece deserves attention. <laughs> this is such a such. There's so much detail and excitement, and really just like passion and and like intensity in this I'm, piece
6: This is a good but there is <laughs> only
3: one exclamation point <laughs> and it three m's why does he need three m's why does he need such a bushy tail mm. it doesn't it doesn't but and only one exclamation point mm. and i think that just really speaks to the control and the thought that went into this because like the artist knew that he didn't have to put the exclamation points more than one we knew you know it it he's he has confidence in his art that his 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 art is is doing everything that it needs to. I'm not going to lie, that hit
1: really hard. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, it's the heart degree. Oh my gosh. The right. no. <laughs> heart degree. Okay, <laughs> more like the heart degree. For the, uh, okay, <laughs> all, all right. Recognize is real for our...
0: <laughs> what killed me about that was not the joke you made, but that you called Abby Greta, as I constantly <laughs> do. Um, okay, this is episode 59, Living the Dream.
3: <gasps> Barbie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Landon, I looked over at you and you were giving a thousand yard stare to the table. Like just zoned out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the raccoon segment, guys. That's gonna be with me for a while. I'm sorry. Would
4: you say that? Episode 59, not,
1: Living the Dream. That yes.
4: Abby's familiar would be a raccoon, because I would. Yeah, that's actually that feels very
0: familiar. No, her greta's no, Abby's, oh, Abby's Abby's, would, Abby's would, be a raccoon. would be a raccoon. It'd be a mm, raccoon. <laughs> so episode 59, Living the Dream. This is a level. Eight
1: adventure. <laughs> Guys, that's
0: we pretty hard, yeah. Am I right, fellow Oh, we should have, have, have done Tello for that the question. The date is thirty four
4: eighty eight. Tello's a Slytherin with
2: me.
0: Legislative butter. Oh no! And the date is—I mean, it is please butter because it's PB. And the date is Kaneth twenty, like two-ish. Um, we are back in Biasta, and what, so where we left off last session, um, for the two players who were gone is that like, you guys were subterranean in the temple and we just said for the, this, like, uh, this second day in the temple that you guys, um, that while, uh, Boz and Roe conducted their business with Janice and with Fmund before Janice departed, um, that, uh, Greta was very exhausted, um, from, you know. Dying, and yeah. so she slept wow. all day. And then Micah, I made this assumption because I assumed it's what you'd want for me. I said Craig had traveler's diarrhea all day, um, and I thought that's what you, you would did. want. I thought that's what you would want. Yeah. So stress <laughs> diarrhea. So the um, closer he gets to home, the worse it gets. I mean, we're, just, <laughs> we're just closing. We're gonna close time on that first day spent in the temple. Um, after the battle at night, And we are going to go to uh, like we're gonna enter back in in morning of the following day. Um, I, I said something about passage of time, and the whole party went because <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yes, I was just gonna say the other thing that happened is Roe got uncursed. Roe did Yay. get uncursed. <laughs> um, so that's your recap. That's all you need this week, folks. Um, so home. we're gonna come back in, and we're gonna come back in with Craig. Woo, having diarrhea? Are you playing the thing, Why are you sorry? playing Dorgo, Craig? Oh no, you can feel. there's like a ringing in your ears. It's high and whining and painful. And you have that very stark, hard pressure in your forehead that you get when you've been knocked unconscious and you're coming to. And you can feel heavy breath and pain and you sort of, (laughs) and you can feel the hard cobblestone of the street underneath you. You can smell smoke in your nose. And your side over your ribs, where Dolgoth has struck you, and broken four on the right side is aching, and your shirt is stuck to you and wet with your hide armor peeled against you over it from the deep gushes of blood that are soaking down your right side. And you're looking around as you blink in the street. You can see your edges, fire that's lapping up the houses around you. The houses stretch up tall. And long, as if they were people themselves at the edges of the street, hungry and invading and creeping their long shadows, bleeding into the street. And they're being uh, overlaid by the shadows cast from the many angers, angles of the objects, angles of the objects of the town, of the fire that burn around the homes around Parsage. And um, you smell smoke, you can hear screams, and in front of you in the street is that horrible figure. He looms, dark shadows in misted smoke writhing, circling, dancing like a horrible macabre nightmare at each angle, burning around you, coming off of his form. He's so tall. Every time you look at him, it's like he gets taller, eight feet. Then nine feet almost. He looms that pale white skull. There's nothing above the neck but a floating skull with red wreathing flame around it. And in his hand he's holding that horrible iron cylinder, that pillar and there's skulls on each face, each cardinal direction of it, and they're living, and they're screaming with it as fire pours out of the mouth, and he's just sort of floating over the street as his cloak lifts and engulfs more of it, and in front of him on the ground, maybe 20 feet in front of you and 20 feet away from him is Gretel, her dark cloak hanging over her, her hair slicked and matted with blood hanging over her face, and you can see her on her back, backing away from him, Hand over hand, foot over foot, trying to get away from his looming figure coming closer. And through the ringing in your ears and the (laughs) pulsing in your head, you can see her backing away.
5: Perception check (laughs) of four or investigation. Um, because I know that we are not in this situation anymore. We have escaped the situation. So what is this? How real? This is is your
0: waking reality. You are in every way aware of the horror that is in front of you and it is absolutely occurring. What are you doing?
5: I would and um which where's is, is Dolgoth going to Greta?
0: The horrible looming figure is moving toward her. Okay. As she backs away.
5: I would like to rage.
0: Okay. You're squeezing your <clears throat> the um the veins pop out on your neck and you get up and you move toward him. What do you do?
5: Well, I've got to roll a roll D12. Hold
0: on. <laughs> What'd That's you get? an eight. An eight?
5: So... Um, your body is filled with a strange thrum of energy and you gain the ability to levitate for the next hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay. Um, so I get to... I'm going to levitate, I okay. guess. Um, don't know what's going to keep you from flying away. Okay. Um, I'm going to go towards him and I'm going to attack with my Warhammer.
0: Okay. So you you raise up off of the ground and you hold your Warhammer in your hands. You (laughs) fly forward. But as you move, it's like the distance in front of you is elongating toward him. So you are moving more quickly and more of the town is blurring by. But more and more of it is ground that you're having trouble treading across. Even though you know you're moving forward and you are arriving at his destination, he is slowly getting to Greta first. She's just... (laughs) moving back and forth, hand over hand, stumbling over rocks, and he gets to her, and he puts, out out from the cloak emerges just a completely skeletal arm that grabs her by the throat, and picks up the maul, and just, and as it strikes over her head, she goes spinning backward, and as you fly toward her almost arriving, blood splatters upward from her moving body, and over your face, and she practically falls in your chest, and she, rolls to a stop on the ground in front of you. She's barely breathing as you go floating by. Do you attempt to attend to her? We're
5: still Stokoth?
6: Moving toward you.
5: I'm going to hold her. Okay. And I'm going to look him in the eyes and I'm going to yell. I'm just going to start yelling and um, I'm going to... I'm going to put her over my um, shoulder and I'm going to attempt to attack him.
0: What do you yell? Or like
5: defend. Um, I'm going to yell. Oh gosh.
0: Go hard, Barbarian.
5: How could you? Something like that.
0: Okay. You go to pick Greta up and uh, as you lift her up to throw her over your shoulder, it's a horror you're witnessing. As you turn her over, you find something worse. Her black hair has turned gold with streaks of dark brown in it. Her brown eyes are now a pale blue. Her wide, soft features are longer and prouder. She has a prominent nose. And those pale blue eyes are just staring up vacantly, as if searching your face expressionlessly, with the vacant loss of death. As you hold Catherine in your arms, and blood is gushing out of her neck, pouring down her shoulder, just streaming onto the ground. She's empty and unmoving, as you look down at her and pause for a moment, you look up to yell at the horrible skeletal figure and Dolgoth is suddenly upon you and his hand is just out and his hand, his bony hand reaches around your neck and closes your windpipe to choke the words out of it. And that horrible skull, the jaw just drops open and it says,
2: they'll die. They'll all die and you will have killed them.
0: And he's squeezing the life what are you
5: doing? Can I. Can I, um. Make a. Almost a You wisdom. tell me, what are you doing? I want to make a wisdom saving throw to wake up from the fear.
0: Make a wisdom saving throw. Guidance. I'm just kidding.
3: Roll over in your sleep <laughs> and slap him. Bosh.
0: <squash>. Boss farts. <laughs> That's how you give They're guidance. Small but powerful, I'll tell you that. <laughs> D4 kind of strange. Oh, I got 12. Okay, DC was 10. I actually have notes for that.
5: Are you serious?
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And uh, as the hand reaches around and squeezes your throat, you
6: look. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can
5: I make it? Okay. I'm going to say that it's almost as if, even though he's choking out the words, that it starts filling my brain, that the yells and the screams are filling my brain until I wake up screaming.
0: Absolutely. So threading these together. As you look next to him, you realize that to Dolgoth's right is Boz, head laying the wrong direction. To his left, Roe, with one fewer limbs than she should have. Beyond that, Tello and Spaguber and Aaron and individuals, everyone you care about, strewn about in the street. And there's a pounding, moving in your head, the screams. And what happens right before you wake up is you hear.
6: Wake up,
2: Greg.
0: And you just suddenly... (gasps) (sighs) As you sit up suddenly, there is no skeletal hand around your throat. Your head is beaded with sweat. Your hair is matted down around you. No, it's not. There's no hair. (laughs) But your whole face is wet you can feel the cool stress running down your throat and you breathe you breathe heavily and you look around your environment and you realize you're in a cool place subterranean you're in a hay bed wrapped in cloth you're in the temple and you are the only one awake in the earliest hours of the morning covered in sweat as all of your allies slumber around you
5: i'm almost i'm going to Quietly get up and um find another room and just sit in the corner, kinda like with my hand my head between my hands, just kinda like rocking back and forth, just like um thinking about almost like not even wanting to, but just the flashes of Catherine's face and Greta and everyone that I love just almost like um Oh what's the word once you don't want something to happen but it happens or like intrusive thought intrusive a very intrusive thought uh, just images of it and it's almost like I'm wincing and just like trying to move my head away and like get it out of my head but I can't.
0: The hay beneath the burlap shifts beneath you and your bare feet land on a cold floor. feeling familiar feeling of cool, smooth stone against your bare feet. You walk around the bed. Your hammer rests against the side. Your allies and Kaladra slumber in the room, (laughs) filling the bunks. You move out toward the hallway and the blue crystal uh, torches, so to speak, the sources of light that sit in uh, sconces affixed in the wall. Um, The space still has a dim amount of light in it, very dim. Um, And it's because at some point when you were sleeping, Efmund must have come by and put a dark cloth over the glowing crystal to dim it greatly so that there is some source of light to still move through the space in the night if you needed to, but so little that it would hardly wake anyone up. And your feet just have the cold sound of slapping against cold stone as you sort of shakenly tread your way back into the central room. And you move your hand along the wall, your back against it, and you f- f- slide down until you're resting on the, sl- on the stone. And you're shaking there. In every moment you try to stop thinking about it, but you keep seeing her face. That's just where you are.
5: Can I talk to old?
0: I, Craig, you don't need to ask for anything. <laughs> you exist in this world. Do what you're going to
5: do. I'm going to talk to old. I'm going to say, I heard your voice in the dream. Did you wake me up?
6: As you sort of
0: Look around the space, just suddenly on the ground next to you, as if it were always there. The orb is resting. It's a perfect sphere, but it's not rolling to any point. It's just perfectly balanced on the stone floor next to you. Though it must certainly have imperfections to the ground. Those writhing, dark, inky, black, iridescent fluid. Is pulsing in it with the central, darkest point.
6: You hear in your mind feel your distress
2: are they
5: after her? Are they there <laughs> right now?
6: Hmm. I do not see them. Could
5: you see them would they is there a blind spot with
6: I'm not omniscient yeah. though my sight sees far. It's more that I can focus on some things. Okay.
5: What do I do? What do I do?
6: I don't know, Greg.
5: How can I protect the party and... How can I protect... How can I protect everyone? I can't protect everyone.
6: The orb is just pulsing.
5: I think Craig's thoughts are going to be less focused on old now, but just that repeating in his mind. I can't protect everyone. I can't do it. I'm not big enough. I can't do it. I think he's going to, after a few minutes of, he's going to make his way back to his bed but he's not going to sleep
6: you push your way up against the wall your feet still slapping against the cold floor
1: you
0: pad softly back to the room as you walk back in you can see them all so perfectly there now all of them just bed by bed asleep. And you're trying hard, but every time you look at them, you can see Greta there in her bed. She's slumbering peacefully. But all you can see is her face down in the parsage gravel with her neck very wrongly turned askew. An acute angle where an obtuse one should be pushing her neck so far wrong with dark blood spilling out of it. You look to Boz, and you see him where you found him face down in the street. You look to Roe, and you see her where she woke up sweating and terrified, gaunt and pale-skinned in the house in Parsage.
6: You look to Tello, you see him weeping in the home in Unsen.
0: And you, you just have trouble seeing the peace right now. Seeing anything other than where you have seen it. As you go lay down in your bed, you find no peace. You just stare up against the dark, cold stone of the ceiling. Uneven and far rougher than the smooth floor.
2: And you lay there. Is no sleep I'm
5: gonna say that what he does to kind of try and find a calmness is he's gonna name all the rocks he knows in alphabetical <laughs> order I'm not gonna make you name all the rocks in alphabetical order
0: the time just drowns ten minutes
6: passes half an hour an hour It strikes you suddenly
0: how long it's been since you've had to think about how alone you can be because for a very brief time there, you were truly alone for the first time in decades. And then these people came along and you didn't have to be anymore. And it dawns on you all of a sudden again, that were they to die and they were so lucky, so protected by so many magical forces that you kind of forgot it was a possibility. But it reminds you that if they were to die, you wouldn't have a home with them. And you wouldn't have a home in
2: Shkodnikov either. And you can
0: You can hear Aaron's last words to you so clearly in your head again. then you can just leave. You can hear them ringing again and again. There's just
6: nothing to separate them from you. Just the quiet, still cold of the room.
5: Craig's having a tough time. I think he's going to wait until the others wake up. Okay. Is there a way that um he can do something? Are there any morning things that people do when they wake up, like chores or um, tasks that he can start on before they wake up?
0: Well, we don't tend to focus on them too much, but you have all sorts of little rituals. You're so- accustomed to doing exercises. You're accustomed to cleaning your weapons and your gear, um, organizing your packs, all sorts of small things.
5: I think he's going to not only do that for himself, but for other people um, in the time that he's waiting for them to wake up, almost like showing appreciation. He doesn't even think about it, but it's just as he's thinking about how alone he would be if they were to go, he just finds himself like having this urge to do something for them, an act of
0: service. For the lack of all mental acuity or perspective that you might have in general as a matter of focus, you have a pretty respectable knack, as many dwarves do, for gauging the passage of time even without the visual markers of um, above terrain environments because you're so used to the passage of time in a cave. And you can feel the hours pass as you... Arrange the items of your companions. Pull each bolt. Tello has these long leather quivers, thin, narrow, that he can just um, buckle right to the sides of his leather armor. You pull out each bolt. You wipe them down with a rag, dipping them in water that you carry in your water skin with a travel bowl that you have with you, brushing away small flecks of dirt that have been permitted to. Track upon them. You go to Greta's mace, which has never been used, and it's just a slat of wood with giant spikes driven through it. <laughs> you think, oh, wow. you Put that back down. <laughs> and um, you find her boots. You start to wipe them down. And you realize that it was a whole day ago and they are still covered in blood, top to bottom every single time you brush against the leather dark black flakes chip off of it. You swear you can hear them thudding to the floor even though they're incredibly small. And you get halfway through washing gear, clothing, and the edges of blades, your hammer. But what happens eventually is that the rag in your hand becomes fully soaked through in the water in the bowl, with the blood that you're cleaning off of the items belonging to your friends,
5: <sighs> got me emotional.
0: And they're feet away, but you just somehow you manage to be alone right next to them.
5: I think that um, it's like as he's looking down at this rag that's just covered in blood. It's just like um, he starts to realize he's just his eyes are getting blurry from just the tears that he's not even he's not thinking about it it's just like filling his eyes and he just kind of like it just kind of drops from his hand and he just kind of enters back into that state of just what happened just processing it's like he doesn't even recognize that the people in front of him are there because the dream was so real that it feels like that's what's real and they're just an idea that processing that conflicting grief conflicting grief
0: as you're stuck there for a bit a terrible thought enters your head if more than 50 years of marriage could mean that you weren't worthy to stay in your own house What could you make with these people?
2: It could ever last.
0: You'll just probably have to bury them in blood instead of tears.
5: Okay. Yeah, I know he's, um, he's just having a little breakdown. He's, he's, he's just having a little breakdown.
0: there's just the sound of a single dwarf very softly crying alone. Eventually, after a great deal of time, exhaustion finds you. And you manage at least a little bit of sleep. As you return to your bunk,
6: you climb into it. You don't even remember falling asleep. You just... You just fade.
5: Second episode energy just faded away.
0: Eventually. One by one. Each of you wakes up. It's another morning in the temple. Um, you spent the previous day here. Uh, Row, you wake up feeling phenomenal. For the first time in a long time, you feel like How you does it again. Feel? And as you start stretching and moving in your bed, oh, you no, know, you feel better. Honey, oh, no, you feel better than you before. You feel sturdier and stronger, and heartier. And even though the symbol's gone on your chest, as you rub it, it still feels warm, and you feel. No, crack it on the mic. Like, let's do it. Let's own it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what that Red Bull. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs>
4: sponsor us.
0: DD Energy. Yeah, sponsor us, Red Bull. Sponsor us. Red Bull. Sponsor us. You I know those those motorcycles and those skateboarders and aren't yeah. doing it this for you. <laughs> They're not doing it for you.
1: It is. An you need nerds. Did you listen to that scene? You need nerds rolling dice, okay? <laughs> Your customers can cry too, Red Bull. Have you heard of considered <laughs> that, okay? You don't have enough crying. Why Red are you Bull? always doing do that when that I'm drinking? Like,
0: like. Hard liquor. It's so painful. As <laughs>
3: Why are you
4: always drinking hard yes. liquor? <laughs>
3: because
0: I'm having to do that to players. Woo. So, um, I have a, row as you wake up. Oh, yeah.
4: Clarification. Is this the morning after we had our discussion with the Manibus? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So you stretch and you just feel heartier than you ever have. You feel better than you did before as you wake up. Whatever other mix of emotions you might. Sick. Pause, um as you stretch awake you do feel good you can still feel the aches of battle um, and uh, even though you are fully healed and at full hit points um, underneath whatever sort of like in between clothes boss wears like maybe even to sleep in um, you have a very large bruise that moves from the top of your forearm all the way up half up your left bicep It's just completely contused from strikes from a mace um, you have a bruise on in the inside of your thigh that hurts quite a bit and your low back right in the middle is just kind of pounding but they're not sensations you're unaccustomed to at this point I mean you are a warrior. You have seen battle. You have nearly died. You are fully aware of physical consequence. But you can, you know, it's a strange mix of the physical uh, elation of being alive when you shouldn't be, but also um mm. you can feel the wear. Greta, you don't feel good. <laughs> um yeah. you yeah. your neck really hurts. Um and it's that sort of radiating pain where you can feel it at the center of your neck but it pounds up into your head as a headache on the right side and it pulls down your spine down under your right scapula and you can feel it, even feel it into your ribs it's this horrible like pulsing pain and as you reach up and touch your neck in the morning the skin is ridged now and you realize that oh, that's going to scar really heavily like this is definitely going to be like a lifelong scar and it's this large mark Traveling up the back of your neck toward the base of your skull. Punk rock. But you are awake. You are alive, Craig. As uh, as light and what's slowly waking you all up is at some point in the morning. Uh, F. Moon has come in, not in armor, but in a simple monk, uh, cleric's tabard. Um, oh my goodness, Abby, chill. He's not, not a monk, monk. Not a monk. <laughs> and a monk's tabard and. Er, her
2: dead <laughs>
0: He <laughs> multi last night. He comes he in and he walks up to. He walks up to Greg and he goes, "Study strike."
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. no, no.
0: In uh, in like soft, uh, almost like maybe even like cloth slippers and uh, a soft tabard. He has come through and he has taken the rag off of the crystal so that the light is slowly waking you all up. And as you wake up in the morning, Craig, the light blears your eyes. You feel awful after last night. You have a point of exhaustion. I already, you already have already? a point
5: of exhaustion. You have a
0: second point of exhaustion.
3: What does that do?
0: Um, Well, if someone wants to bust out a player's handbook, we can look at that. Um, Or you can
1: bust out a Google handbook. No, the books. Tradition.
3: B-O-P. Well, I
1: would, but there's like no room. There's like, we, there's no room. Is it your book in your lap? It's the Dungeon Master's Guide. Why do you have the Dungeon
3: Why why do you need that right now?
4: He's coming for your job.
0: Um, You have disadvantage (laughs) on ability checks from your first point, and from your second point, your speed is halved.
4: Oh, Craig is moving slow. Mike is a physical
0: book. Um, But most importantly, Craig, as you wake up, you feel the lack of hair, you feel Aww. the lack of beard. But as you touch the left side of your face, you feel stubble. And up your head, you know, very slight, your hair grows fast. But as you touch the right side of your head, kind of from the eyebrow line back, and two the side of your beard where it would meet like kind of the edge of a goatee on your right there is no stubble anywhere and the skin is slightly wrinkled and you realize from the burns no hair is growing what? and you realize the skin is ever so softly kind of twisted but you have a burn scar going all the way over your right eye it's giving Zuko back over your ear (laughs) yeah it's like Zuko but it if instead of Zuko's mark going over his eye into the side of his head it's coming over your eye, over the right side of your face, covers your ear and goes all the way to the back of your head.
2: Does Maybe it feels hurt? Like there's
0: It feels tender. There's magic that has restored you, so it's different than natural healing, but... Oh, you might never grow hair here.
3: Hairless crown. And as, you, as your
0: eyes adjust to the light of the space, you're seeing very clearly out of your left one, but out of your right eye, you are having like misty kind of like half vision. And you realize that your right eye is not fully open. It's like halfway open. As you set up a morning, and you're understanding that this was some of the bleariness you were seeing last night. Uh, what? as the damage dealt to you in the Dolgoth fight counts for our um, grievous injury, homebrew rule.
5: Wow, wow! So she just she dies and comes back to life, and I, I get blind.
2: That isn't <laughs> It's pretty terrible.
4: Like, by looking at him, is it like, does it look to us like his eye is like closed partially?
0: It's half, it's only half opening.
4: So does it look like it's swollen? Because the
0: skin above, at the base of the brow, connecting to the eyelid, has been slightly melted together. He has an eyelid, he has a dual eyelid on one side, but a monolid on the other. As someone, and so it's like pushing his eye, he can't fully open it.
1: Boz, what were you doing as you woke up? i just had a question have y'all did greta see something when she died jesus sorry (laughs) like where did her soul go that would be a question for greta hey greta so, Boz. So Craig, I'm just like, kidding. I, that didn't happen. Craig, on, okay. <laughs> so, everyone I <laughs> stare directly at my companion. Hey Greta What <laughs> happened when you, you died? Like, like a robot. On the sea. What hey, happened when Greta. you died?
4: Hey,
1: Greta. i
4: like, I'm going back to
0: bed. <laughs> I'm going to go sleep. When you died. Everybody is. Uh, everybody's slowly waking up in this place. What
4: time is it?
0: It is um, eight thirty-four a.m. and forty-six seconds.
3: I could have taken the keen mind feet.
0: Yeah, that would have been terrible. But, uh, yeah. Is everyone awake?
4: What's Tello doing? Is he awake?
0: Tello's stretching, waking up. Uh, he actually does, like, stretches in the morning. They're not elaborate, but um, he uh, stretches out his hamstrings side to side and his back. What about Kaladra? Is she awake? Um, She is uh, she has woken up with everyone else. Um, she's kind of, in the day that's passed, she's moved herself to like a corner bed. Um, uh, and she has she has gathered all of her stuff and put it at the front of the bed. Um, you guys are starting to put together, this person's a survivor. Yeah. Like, you all have told her that she is going to live. Um, and she's taking every precaution to make sure that, though you guys might certainly be telling the truth, she's not crossing it. Yeah. So all of her items have been moved to the front of their bed and not only has she moved them all there, she has not repacked them. She has left everything separate so that were someone to look, they could count every single item and see that they're all separate so that to know that nothing's hidden. And um, Her staff is still with me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she has not asked about it. <laughs> okay. And um, she has a brush and she's just brushing out her hair and she's just studying the floor as she brushes out her long blonde hair, not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, somewhere else in the temple you can smell the the scent of extremely marginal soup being cooked <laughs> marginal soup, marginal soup. <laughs> marginal every
3: day soup. i wake up <laughs> <laughs> <That's> funny
0: <laughs> what's the party doing uh
5: staring into space contemplating my um existence and possibly loss of eyesight and the loss of hair on my face that meant a lot to my
4: identity and that's what I'm doing. What are y'all up to? I get up and I press to digitate myself like I do every morning because uh, Rose always got bedhead, so but she can't <laughs> have that. Um, sorry, Craig. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I missed that.
0: Get burned. Oh, wait.
4: I, oh, God. No! I go up to Craig and I say, um, Craig, I know, um, i know your your hair means a lot to you um and though i can't uh, I, I tried thinking of anything i could do possibly to like regrow it or anything and i don't have that capability um but i i could possibly just anytime you need um to feel uh, a little bit more yourself. Um, I could I could do this, and can she minor
1: illusion his hair back on? Just for, I
4: mean, I know it's not gonna last. No, no, no. I,
1: like, yeah, right. Yeah. I looked it up. You can't move an illusion with minor illusion. You could create like Lego hair on him. Yeah, so it be, like, like it doesn't completely look unmoving. Yeah, yeah. But like, if he moved away from it, it would stay where it is. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So you could have like the worst toupee imaginable that okay. couldn't travel with you. <laughs> So we'll just salt in a wound, you know?
5: I would not do that, bro. You don't want to do that.
4: Or Jackie,
5: whatever you
0: <laughs> are. Like I said, I don't know if this is in-game or out of game.
4: Could I... Okay, could I... Could I... Could I cast... Okay, instead of Minor Illusion, mm-hmm. could I cast... Major
1: Image would do it, but Minor Illusion. I don't illusion. have Major uh, what's, the, what's the question?
4: Could I cast... Um, I take a little piece of the of the twig off of my thing and cast Plant Growth and make, like, a plant beard with, like, a little flower, like... And, and Ro takes the flower, uh, flower out of her hair and sticks it in. Okay. Right where the mouth would be?
0: Is this something you allow to happen, correct?
4: No. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So... I'm 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 gonna
5: I think that like this whole time Craig wasn't looking at you and then when you start to kind of like reach back he's gonna just look at you like who do you think you are and it's gonna be just this wall that you've never felt with him just build up and it's just gonna be like a what are you doing do
4: you say that? Let's, yeah,
5: I'm going to uh, say he's going to say I try not to you coach
0: you guys, but just like, you don't even have to tell people, like, like, just go for the actions. Just yeah. embody the scene, and then people can build their own perceptions.
4: What are you doing? I, um, I was, I, I don't know, you seem, I mean, we all are. I just, I wanted to do something for you.
5: And he just gets up and walks away. He goes to where um, Edmund Kai is.
6: Okay.
0: So you... Craig leaves the room and uh, pads off down the hallway to wherever the mess is.
4: don't <laughs> to apologize. What's
0: anyone else doing in this space?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nose Landon go.
1: just did nose goes. What does that mean, me or you? <laughs> it means you have to go first. Okay.
3: Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think Greta's she's going to wake up cuz she hears people. Um it's awful when she wakes up. She she hears people moving around and she probably like kind of starts and like all of her muscles tense and then all of a sudden it's like really bright and it's really cold. And like everything in her body aches a little mm. bit. And she's like caked in blood, which normally is like not that bad, but con- considering like whose blood it is, mm. and it, she she probably reaches up and 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 feels like her face where she she didn't take a bath, so she's still like covered in her blood and Dolgoth's blood, and she probably feels that, or just like hovers her hand over that that this that skin on her face, um. She's gonna like probably like bundle up in her blankets and wait until like most of the people have like gone about their day um or not gone about their day but like like once Craig leaves and once people go to get breakfast or whatever, and she's gonna go is there is there a place to bathe
0: um not here. I think
3: I asked about that
0: there's like an outhouse, but
4: I can't. Yeah.
1: yeah, I can't. I wouldn't bathe there. I, I went
0: there earlier. It doesn't look that good. Yeah. There, is, there is not a place to bathe, <laughs> especially after Craig's adventures. Last year. <laughs> I
4: think. I think. I. I think we didn't bathe. I think I pressed digitated some of us when we got there. That's well. the didn't so did
1: press Greta. Because no, she I had know that. Yeah. No, because I, I. There is not a place to bathe.
0: Here. I
4: specifically asked her. I asked her if she wanted me to. There's not a place to bathe. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, um,
0: you're just waiting for other people to leave.
3: Well, she's gonna, yeah, and once a lot of people have have gone, she's going to get up very, very slowly out of bed, and it's, like, moving, like, like an old person in the morning. Mm. She's, like, gonna get, she's gonna sit up, she's gonna, like, sit there, and then she's gonna, like, move her feet so that she's sitting on the edge. She's gonna, like, just move slowly. She's got, like, a headache and and just, Mm -hmm. like completely out of it everything in her body hurts um and she's she's gonna take she's gonna get out of bed and like kind of walk follow the smell of soup but she's gonna like she's a blanket with her got one of the blankets and because she's short it's like trailing behind her (laughs) so
0: mimic uh one of your moments in episode one where you start walking toward the smell of food with a blanket around you under extremely different <laughs> conditions
2: and, that. and
0: your
1: bare feet are also padding across the stone yeah. boz what do you do as you wake up boz he sits up he well he's on the floor you know uh well no oh, craig carried them in yes you've been and put to me it. in a bed yeah. i wake up where i did not go to sleep <laughs> oh. and i'm like okay weird and my bracelet's still gone, but I have my staff with me, and my bees aren't there, and I'm kind of a little bit of a mess, and I, and I sit up, and I just kind of like start looking through the room at my friends, and I I find Ro, and I, I look at her, and and then I, and I, I scan around, and I see if I can find Craig and Greta in the room. Right as you're waking
0: up, Craig is walking out, and Greta is like starting to stir in her bed.
1: Okay. And, and I'm
4: sitting, I guess, on the end of Craig's bed, just kind yeah. of looking... At the floor.
1: Listless. And then I um, I immediately remember Calandra and I like look and see if I can spot her in the room. um, Like with a little bit more... She's resp- not looking at you. She's studying the ground. Just sitting there kind of one arm over the
0: back of her head, the other brushing her hair. But the moment you look over, you realize she's been watching everyone out of her peripheries the whole time because she just kind of makes eye contact with you. <laughs> she gives kind of a... Like a nervous nod. Just goes back to brushing her hair. Okay.
1: Um... I don't feel really great handling rough situations like this. And I consider for a long time following Craig out or going over to Greta. Um, and I'm still not sure if, if it's the right choice to make. Um, but everybody's pretty separated right now, right? At this point,
0: as you've been mulling over, Craig has walked out. Greta has left. Tello um stood for a while kind of watching and observing the space. Um and uh kind of sensing the tension in the room. He's just decided to alleviate a little bit and he's um he's gotten fully dressed, but he just kind of uh, walks out as well. So, now the only three people remaining are you, Kolaro and Ro.
1: Okay. Um I want to get up. Well, you said Greta was sleeping. Was just waking up. She she starts walking over to, to Yeah, me. sure. Okay, so I want to get up and I want to go over to Greta. Um, um, hey. Ugh. Yeah. Hey. I know. Ugh.
3: Hey. Sorry. That was loud.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to talk softly, but I can be a little quieter if it would make you feel better.
3: She's got like her blanket,
1: like, like she's palpitating up, it right now.
3: Pulled okay. up like a hood.
1: Uh, how, was... do, how do you feel right now?
3: Um, I, it's pretty bad. Normally yeah. I would say, like, yeah, I felt pretty bad, but I felt worse. But, um, I have never, ever felt worse. So, um, but, you know, m- maybe soup I'm smelling.
1: It's definitely something. Um, and I didn't prepare Goodberry. So, <laughs> anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, how, how are you? I'm okay. I'm really glad that you're alive. Thank you. Me too. I so... a boss starts to tear up a little bit oh. as he's like, and he like, like just kind of like, you know, like when you're like pushing on like something to like, like on your eyes to like keep it from, <laughs> mm-hmm. he starts like doing that on one of his eyes. He's like, I have never felt something so awful oh. as when I saw you on the ground. Oh,
3: it's. So, and I'm so out sorry. Like, like, like comfort shoulder I like pat. fully give
0: her a hug <laughs> Aww. Aww.
1: um, he's much larger than you so he has to kind of like bend down and need a hug yeah like mm-hmm. I follow to my knees and I give Greta a hug Aww. and it's a really big hug and it probably lasts a little bit longer than I should have and I realize that i have like I'm like holding on to Greta too long and I let go it's a good hug Greta because he's so big
0: his yeah. arms can almost kind of like double around you
3: oh oh, I you, we pull away and my I'm like I'm like crying a little bit too Um, thank you, pause. It means a lot. It was, I, I, I I don't, I don't think I've fully processed or or understood what happened. I just, I I haven't even gotten a chance to talk to, to Edmund Kai or or everyone. It's, it's just, I, I don't know what, where to go. It's like, I just don't know where to go from here
1: well i'll tell you one thing i would give my life before i let that happen to you again Mm. and i'm sorry that i didn't keep it from happening when it did hey it's it i'm so glad you're okay thank you thanks I, i i i reach for something and then i hesitate and then i pull out the cloak and i just kind of i hold it out and i say i think from what you took i think for what he took from you i think you should take this from him
3: when when you pull it out greta almost kind of like like flinches away and there's there's like a flash of fear in her eyes and then and then you say that and there like like a little smile and yeah yeah is he yeah it doesn't feel like he's really gone you know like i, I wake up in his or i close my eyes and his face is right there and and it this thing that is is happened it's 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 never gone
1: well with the short amount of time that i've had to think about and process everything even if he's not gone and he comes back. I mean separately we're all weak, but together mm. and that's the only reason we survived is because we were together yeah. for each other. And help. Mm-hmm.
3: We couldn't have done friends. it without friends. Without Janice or Ethne and Kai.
1: That's right. Yeah. We're the fun guys and friends.
3: The fun guys it's and fun company. Guys and friends. Fun guys and friends. <laughs> yeah. It's a variety show. Yeah. <laughs> is 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 Janice still here?
1: No, she she had to leave i think her Mm. friends needed her for something Mm. um but she wanted to say bye Mm. (laughs) she asked me to tell you guys bye um and i'm sure we'll see her again
3: yeah i hope so
1: yeah me too Mm. well i saw craig walk out and um i'm gonna try to catch up with him okay um but i'm here if you need me Mm. and if you want to get out uh, at some point, I'm down to go like, take a walk.
3: Yeah, I would. Maybe not. I mean, sometime. Yeah, I would, but I know that I will get pretty darn weird if I stay in this yeah. dirt. I love holes. For too like, long. holes are
1: great, but like trees are. I need the sky. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Good talk.
2: <laughs> Thank All you,
1: right. Boggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Boggs Boggs? <laughs>
2: blocks away. Hey, away. You guys, blocks <laughs> um, away. <laughs> what
0: is
1: you're
2: this?
1: You're left there bugs. for a
0: second, um holding the cloak. Uh, it's weird because you're used to it being um, a horrifying realization of cloak and shadow, endlessly falling away from a figure in dark black smoke, uh, like a walking fog machine. But unenchanted or unactivated in your hands, it's gorgeous. Um, it's it's sort of like a like a long um, over the shoulder cape that one would clasp over the chest, mm-hmm. and it has um, a loop on either side, and then like a, a a fine like silver cord, like actual silver threaded together, mm-hmm. but flexible, and like almost kind of a chain that you can loop through one and another, and then reclasp to itself, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, there's a small collar that comes up but folds back over itself and then the cloak is just otherwise, you know, usual in shape, um, tapering off almost kind of to a point in the back but what's important about it is that the whole cloak feels fragile. It feels thin. It feels like it feels like you could push your fingers hard and tear it apart but it's extremely strong. Like it feels, it feels so light and thin that it almost feels like you should be able to look through it but as you try to see through it, it's extremely densely woven of whatever incredibly minute material and it's soft like silk and the whole the whole cloak is like a grey so soft and so sharp that it's almost kind of reflective and there's a trim at outlining the entire perimeter of the cloak that's nothing but thousands of minute, I'm talking like tenth of a centimeter glyphic symbols threaded into the the cloak in silver cord it's mm-hmm. Beautiful.
3: Can I read them?
0: They're magical glyphs. So no. It's not a language necessarily. It's the language of, of arc of Arcana. Okay. It's sort of like it's like the math like of math. summoning a spell. That's yeah. pretty darn sick. Yeah. You're familiar with it from spellcasting.
3: Do I know that? Algebraic. Do I know that I would need to
0: You could make a safe assumption that pa-
1: attunement would probably be required. Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The NFT and theorem. <laughs> <laughs> ah. oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh-huh. I ho, 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 back
3: I'm going to. <laughs> sorry. Um. I'm going to. Can I like hold it and like look at it and yeah. examine it for a little bit, but not attend to it?
0: Yeah. Sure. You okay. Study it carefully. Yeah. It's beautiful and fine, yeah. and incredibly I, light.
3: Yeah.
0: Feels like you're barely holding
2: it.
3: Is there a tear from where I tore?
0: and a small section on an edge, there's a small torn piece away.
4: Mm.
0: And it, as you look at it now, it doesn't look like it was torn. It looks like it was burned. <gasps> Ooh. And it's kind of in the shape of four fingers. It's like your fingers burned through the cloak and pulled the edge away. What does that
3: mean?
4: What in the heck does that
3: mean, It's like Jeffrey? you went to
1: grab it, and your fingers burned through it, <laughs> and you took a piece from <laughs> the, the edge. Your
4: the fingers are acid.
1: You blighted it. <laughs> you death touched it you um death toucher
3: i think i'm just going to sit in on on the bed with like all all snuggled up in my blankets kind of wishing that i was asleep again but knowing that there's a day that i have to wake up and face um and then just kind of just going to look at it and and like roll it over in my hands and and
6: it's very soft
3: like a blanket um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and look at the the that tear and, and just like reflect on that moment and then um, how like it something felt so it like it felt so big and scary and then all of a sudden it was manageable And now it's gone.
0: However, whatever you feel is your own, obviously. Um, Whatever terror and trauma, but there is a moment where it occurs to you where Dolgoth is gone. Mm -hmm. This is his cloak and you have it. You killed him. He is dead. Mm -hmm. And there is a moment, amidst all the other feelings, stronger, whatever, but there is a moment, some finality. He's gone. Craig... You are padding toward the mess, and uh, with your short legs and debilitated physical state, does not take long before much taller feet or legs
1: and much uh, or longer <laughs> striding. Feet.
3: Taller feet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 the <laughs> soul, <laughs> the foot is like lifted
1: boots, but it's just skin. my legs don't uh, stop what? moving. No, I'm just kidding. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, Boz catches up behind you and follows. Follows suit. Hey, Craig. Hey.
5: He looks at you. I look at him. And he looks at me I and look at him, him.
4: <laughs>
1: where's that from? I don't it's, remember either it's trapped weird in closet. It's
4: weird Al he- <laughs> yeah that's right oh man oh my gosh trapped in the
1: drive-thru yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs>
4: weird Al man you want to come guest on our podcast I would, would DM for him. oh my gosh that's
0: so funny that's-
1: anyway that, I, don't,
0: I didn't even know I wanted that. Welcome yeah. to episode 5,000 of the host of Braille and you and being like, yeah, that celebrity should come on as if they care. I, I don't Weird even say anything at first.
1: Care. Craig stares at me. And can, <laughs> you just, Mike, can you describe how he's looking at me as I woke up? It's like
5: he's looking past you at something that is just infuriates him. But it feels it's like, you know, that it's not about you, but it feels personal. It's like he just, like, looks up with these kind of, like, glare in his eye. And even though this one, this one eye is, like, slightly closed, the other one is matching it. Because he's just... Tolerance levels are not there.
1: I don't... I just We just kind of stand there looking at each other for a minute. And it doesn't feel personal. I... I see the harshness in Craig's face and I just feel sad. I feel like I'm looking at someone whose identity is lost in a couple of different ways. As a father, as a husband, as a dwarf. And... We just kind of look at each other for a second and mm-hmm. I just start crying, looking at, looking at Craig and I shake my head and I just kind of, I make that face of just like, well, here we are.
5: His gaze kind of softens, and um, and it's almost like he just kind of blinks in this, like, looks directly at you now. Oh, Craig. Um, And he's going to, like, in the most manly masculine way, he just grabs your hand, like, with like this firm grasp, and just kind of, like, holds, like, just kind of shakes it and holds it and says, Hey, we're here in this moment. We're going to keep going. Whether we fight tooth and blood for it we're going to make sure we're okay and we're going to fight for our families for our land and for the party for our friends okay you're right we're going to keep going
1: we are you're Craig you're still Craig you're our Craig you're Biasta's craig you're you're your family's craig and i love you man i love you too boss do you mind and, if i give you a hug
5: and he does before you can <laughs> okay. even ask he like takes that from grip and just pulls you in into like this like bear hug um You have a hard time breathing a little bit. Yeah, my hand
1: already hurt, like, from when I was trying to squeeze back, but it's like being crushed in a vice grip because (laughs) (laughs) I got a strength of 13.
5: (laughs) So uh, let's go and kind of, like, nod his head.
1: Look, man, I, I like, wipe a tear away, as I really do in real life, and I look at Craig and I say, I say, hey, we're in your territory now. This is your home. And whatever you think the next best move is, I say, I say we do it.
5: I have no idea where to go from here.
1: Okay. That actually makes me feel better because I was just saying that because I don't know where to go either. (laughs) I have no idea.
5: We're going to figure it out. I just need some, I just need some more time.
1: Do you need to hit something?
5: I don't think I have enough energy for that.
1: Okay, I was just asking.
5: Let's go get some food.
1: Okay. I walk towards the smell of soup something.
0: <laughs> Ro, you have been uh, left in the, um, you know, the, the flow of time overlaps a little in role play, but you've been left in the sort of the guest quarters for some time as each individual um, party member has filtered out and um, Boz hurried after Craig after a brief conversation with Greta and you've just kind of been left alone at the end of the bed for a bit. Is Greta
4: gone too now?
0: Yes. Everyone has left except for Kaladra who is still brushing out her hair.
4: Dang, how many times <laughs> she going been brushing?
5: Yeah, <laughs> she's <laughs> brushing
4: and brushing.
0: It has um, been straight for a while. Hmm. She's just still brushing it.
4: <laughs> Where's Telo?
0: Uh, he went out and huh. he worked out um, huh.
4: I look up at (laughs) Kaladra.
0: Again, she's not looking at you, but the moment you look up, she looks at you.
4: Um, do you need me to, um, prestigitate that for you?
2: Um,
0: uh, sure. Thanks. (whistles) And then, and her hair just kind of fluffs and quaffs nicely, and a little bit of dirt, like, rises off her, and
2: she says, Thank you.
4: Ro just, um, nods. And, uh... She, uh, finally kind of climbs down off of Craig's bed. Um, and I guess starts starts walking towards the, the mess hall as well.
0: You, are you gonna, um, kill me today?
4: Ro kind of just stops in her tracks and she, waiting, she goes, No, um, if we, if we would have...
0: Well, I know they're not going to. Oh, well, I mean... (laughs) But you've been glaring at me for uh, about 24 hours now, so... Are you going to kill me?
4: No, um, sorry, I just, I'm having a, um, up until last night, I, uh, I have had a have a, have had a difficult time ever thinking of someone wearing that iron armor as um someone that actually has emotions and family and feelings um, i I watched kef's take three of my homes so. It's not personal, but i'm uh it's just kind of um almost second nature to glare at you so I'm working on it yeah adds up <laughs> yeah um you you're welcome to join us for breakfast
0: I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to be in here alone with my items. (laughs) She gets up and she pulls some of the hair out of the brush, wads it up a little, and then she puts the brush in the bag. I can walk in front of you if you like.
4: Uh, No, it's fine. We can walk side by side. I'm not worried.
0: (laughs) That staff um, took me 313 hours to make. So use it well. Um, well... Like I said,
4: uh,
0: they'll track me and kill me with it. You keep it. But use it well. Oh, I, I don't want it. Okay. So do something good with it. 300 hours.
4: I mean, I, I think we were going to give it to...
0: Whatever you do. To you. Good.
4: Back to you when we take you. <laughs>
0: They're going to track me down with it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to die. Could I?
4: Could I DM this -hmm. to you? Could I? I know I cast Identify on it, but when I did that, could I? Can I tell with that if it has any like tracking on it?
0: No. Okay. No, it doesn't seem to be tracked in any specific way. Okay, like I didn't know if it It was like enchantments made to be tracked by the empire.
4: Okay. Um, I tell her that.
0: Sure. Um, It's easier to divinate upon someone when you have an item that belongs to them or if that item that belonged to them once belonged to you and I made it with the Empire's materials. It it doesn't matter. Maybe I should have the staff. They're going to find me and they're going to kill me. So you know what? Maybe I should take some of them out with it.
2: (laughs) Except that they're all
4: adjurations. She gets a general like kind of Involuntary smirk out of Roe, like she didn't mean to, but she kind of like, like, and then Roe kind of realizes you know, she's I like laughing want at her to joke. Be there.
0: <laughs> no, I, you get that right. Like I didn't want to I, be there. He was a monster. I, I watched him burn people. You get that right. I didn't want that. And then you watch her suddenly realize that she's just yelled at you, and all of you all hear Colladra yell from, like, a room over. She kind of unlocks her fingers. Sorry, I don't have a spell to blame that on. I'll see you at breakfast. It's... And she just pads by you.
4: Ro Ro kind of reaches out. Yeah, she pulls her hand away. Okay. (laughs)
0: she is gone row follows Um, you all hear shouting from another room (laughs) about 30 (laughs) seconds later can't believe that um, wasn't
5: me Kaladra walks in uh,
0: (laughs) making eye contact with zero people the mess hall as you guys go the the temple is sort of arranged in such a way that there's the central room then there's a hallway that pulls off to one side into a guest quarters Another is toward the middle that pulls off to the clerical abbey. Um, and then you can, you can take, uh, you can take a right up toward the, the staircase that leads up through the stone and goes out into the landscape. But there's this third hallway that as it goes down, it branches off into the mess hall on the sides and then, then goes toward Effman's clerical quarters. It's not an impressive space, um, but it has, it has some considerable size to it, given where it is. Like it's, it's about as, as large as the combination of Landon's living room and kitchen, which is many times as I've used it for reference now, the audience <laughs> might be able to start picturing. <laughs> but it's about, um, it's probably sort of like 20 by 10, roughly. Um, no, am I bad at estimating spaces?
1: Uh, 10 is very low. I would say 15.
0: Yes. You know what? Maybe even like 20. Yeah. How many of me would it take? Like You're one not- of me, two. No. Yeah. Like. 24 by 15, probably. Yeah. Landon's better at estimating lights. But Let 24 by 15, <laughs> it's are,
4: What? Professional um, judgment. He knows math. And like the rest... That has nothing to do with he estimating square footage. Um,
0: like, uh, uh, like the rest of the temple, the floor is entirely smooth, um, but the walls are just dark brown rock um, that's kind of hard and looks like it was sort of water-weathered. And so... Um, I mean, very much the nature of this temple is that it probably was a cave, and then somehow, Fmund and whoever his allies might be here have smoothed the floor to walk upon. But everything else is still just cave. And there's, like, flattened areas in the wall where sconces have been inlaid and more blue crystals light the space. And there's four or five, again, stone tables. There's four stone tables. Everything here is stone. There is no wood here. And um, there's, like, a small kind of, like, pocket in the wall where there is the simplest um, imitation of a kitchen. And with kind of a small counter um, uh, there's not even like a like a, a cabinet it's just kind of like a like a bin of stone that like clean dishes can be pulled out of uh, wooden dishes and there is like a stone basin filled with water that washing is happening in and then there's a stone oven and um, uh, there is um, uh, like of the simplest terms of oven a place to burn a place for smoke to escape and it's escaping through a small hole in the ceiling that's going up somewhere. Um, wherever it might emerge or filter to, you don't know. And um, there is water being boiled, and you all can smell this the scent of... Uh, it's a really interesting smell. It's The soup is... It doesn't lack in flavor. It's actually very strong in flavor. The downside of the, to the soup is it kind of has one flavor. Mm. One and a half flavors is what the soup has. <laughs> um, there is a sort of sage scent and taste to it, which is quite nice, but it's just the only one. Mm. And... Um, Craig, when you recognize it, you when you smell it, you recognize it. Um, the sage that grows everywhere in the north here in the like sort of Dion's Neck region, um, its uh, its flowers when they bloom can be dried and crushed and ground, and they make a pretty good, strong like sort of blanket um, spice. And uh, that is being laid over um, vegetables that are um, kind of being boiled to the place of not having taste but having nutrient value. So the only real flavor out of the soup is um, that sage-crushed taste and then the vague remnant of vegetable flavor, What's and it's it in called? warm water. Um, uh, well, you're not Craig, so you don't know. But it's it's being ladled <laughs> out in the bowls. The bowls are being prepared, and they're warm and steaming. And breakfast is there to be is, had.
5: Is that a very common spice very, used in be- Biafian meals? Extremely. Okay, so this, even I'm like, oh,
0: even as far like south as uh, Shkonakov, you would have had it. It's yeah. commonly imported. Awesome. So our breakfast is waiting for you. all. Um, Tello is uh, not to be found. But um, everyone else has sort of filtered into the space, and you know, has breakfast and you're eating.
5: He gets two bowls. Okay. <laughs> two full bowls.
0: Yeah. And you're ladling it. Kaladra's kind of by herself at a table, but, you know, the group is there. Can you
5: go sit down with her?
0: Okay. Um, she walks into the space. She picks up a bowl. She worthlessly sits down. You pick up your bowls. You pick them off the table and you pat over and you next to her.
5: You seem like you don't want to talk. I you're my don't. kind of person. <laughs> and he just doesn't say anything for the rest of the
0: time. She doesn't look at you and she nods like that sounds like a plan and she goes back to eating soup. Two people who don't want to talk to anyone are eating soup at a table. Everyone else just kind of get breakfast and move on. There doesn't need to be more than this.
1: Oh, sorry. I just grabbed my food and I go looking for Tello.
0: Okay.
3: You said that there was a basin?
0: Yes. So like on the side of this sort of like public mess area there is like the smallest like a closet of a kitchen Mm -hmm. and Efmund is there in a large tabard. He's um gorgeous he has these thick like they're like silver dreadlocks and they're pulled back with kind of like a rope cord binding them now and um, uh, he's much more relaxed now and he's wearing those loose gray clerical taverns and he's sitting there just um, uh, like looming over the pot as it boils and um, next to him there's like a stone basin where a bunch of clean dishes are just kind of loosely stacked
3: okay I'm gonna say good morning
6: oh uh, good morning Retta How are you? I am well. Thank you.
3: Good. I'm glad to hear it.
6: It is a blessed morning from Sydney. Mm. How are you, Greta Smallstar? Um... Not well.
3: That's a good way to put it.
6: Few are. Death has a hard toll on the body. Mm. Most people experience symptoms for 72 hours after Mm. being revivified.
3: Wow. What kind of symptoms?
6: physical pain, aching, vomiting, sometimes lasting nerve damage.
0: Hmm. Okay. He's just calmly ladling it. Does he know what a nerve is? I mean, nerves are visible. From medicine uh, back to a point that like, you know, you didn't even necessarily know what they functioned as. You could see them as... Yeah, maybe he wouldn't. I don't That's know. Vain, right? no, divination. A, I'm just Boom. curious. I'm just I'm the vain. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, I, I am just curious. <laughs> I was just curious. I'll get all your guys. Three dollars.
1: Rollers. I don't know. <laughs> three dog off initiative, roll. initiative. <laughs> good luck oh no <laughs> i'm leaving and they're all the going to use their shadows <laughs> uh, <laughs> on fake initiative roll of a natural 20 so no oh, they what? all die okay. boss gains two levels okay so <laughs> i you're next to uh, you're next type. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. um he says you might have lasting nerve damage <laughs> and then she's like hmm
2: I was <laughs> just trying to, like,
3: reset it. That was you great. Know? Yeah. I, liked, I was trying to reset yeah, you the scene. Yeah, just
0: got it,
2: yeah.
3: Um, and I'm going to look up to him because he's really tall.
0: Very. Hey, so tall to compared to you. <laughs> it's like a child and their parent.
3: Oh, oh. Um, I'm going to say, I am too old for this.
6: <laughs> yes. I am 63. Mm, wow. Which, comparable to you, would be looks at the stone in front of him and you can see him doing math in his head and he goes I believe older than you how old are you?
3: <laughs> I am 247 years old
6: never mind we are quite similar in age
3: hmm. yeah. what race is he again?
6: he's a DM. human he's a human. human
3: yeah how long have you been doing this?
6: you are 270?
3: 247
6: 47.
3: <laughs> Don't go <laughs> pumping it up on me. Are you
6: a druid? Nope. I am a How room. have you remained looking so young?
3: <laughs> hey! I maybe mean, it's Maybelline.
6: <laughs> black does not crack, but what you have is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he is a black man.
0: I I
3: spent a lot of time with some crazy people in the woods and sometimes I wonder if that has something to do with it. Um,
6: which crazy people in uh. which woods?
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just take a stab at it and guess?
6: I do not know many crazy people in many woods. <laughs> okay. I met one once, but I have known no others.
3: Okay. I'll tell you only because I live because of you. Um,
6: it is because of Selun. <laughs> I only cast her spell. <laughs> I have no source of the magic.
3: Yeah. Well... Uh, speaking of source of magic, I, I was gonna ask you because I'm a cleric, but I don't know who my deity is, and I hung out with hags in the woods.
6: Which, what?
3: Yep. I if we're gonna, I, I do, What do you
6: mean you do not know who your deity is?
3: I do want to have a conversation about this, but maybe not in the middle of a kitchen. <laughs>
6: alright you have come to me in the middle of the kitchen and begun the conversation
3: I'm so sorry my guy conversations are not my strong suit and it's my brain offended. hurts I am not offended I'm just
6: where where and when do you want to have this conversation
3: um anytime not around people understood does he give me that eye roll that you just gave me?
6: No, it, he, he was like thinking.
3: Oh, okay. You are in the bathroom
0: at yeah.
5: the <laughs> he He's an extremely talks. like,
0: flat. I know, I love it. He's not a. He, I mean, <gasps> just thinking. Him and the carpenter lady
1: should get oh, together. Wait,
4: what carpenter?
1: Jackie always shipping if she's still alive. No. Oh, what out carpenter? Of the six buildings, oh, there's a six, six and one yeah. the chance she yeah. died, so. Anyway. We could roll for it. What yeah.
0: were you we saying?
3: <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, but anyway. Sorry.
0: Um, so just kind of long, awkward pause, and he's still ladling.
3: I'm going to ask, hey, do you have, like, a rag with water? Or, like, a wet rag?
0: Um, kind of looks next to him. There's a rag he's been cleaning dishes with. He dunks it in the water and rolls
6: it and squeezes it. Will this suffice?
3: Yes, thank you. Wait, what water? Or the soup? Or the soup? I'm sure. Okay. Um, thank you. And then she's going to walk out of the room and go back to the bunk room.
0: Okay. So fully leave. Go back to the bunk room. Yep. Do you want me to come back to you later? You it's up
3: to you. Me? You're oh, the DM. What do you do with the wet <laughs> <laughs> dish
0: rag in the bunk room? <laughs> I
3: <gotta laughs> clean my face. Clean. I clean the blood off of my face. Okay. I. I think. Is there anyone else in there?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> Sorry. It's not as funny when you do it Fast you came <laughs> as the wind what? I'm so, yeah. just kidding I just felt <laughs> territorial I just felt territorial Why? I don't your know character. So, um, boss, it did you also have, do do have a care care thing care? with food? No, I just <laughs> took my food and I'm trying to find Tello Oh, you that's right, literally like, calling out for him are, are you raising your hand or are you dancing? Uh, both <laughs> Okay, what do you want?
0: Oh, Or did you have more?
4: I did
3: have more You
0: can't keep raising your hands <laughs> because I'm going to get really confused
4: i just wanted to say when i i came in i i when i looked at ethman kai i did the seven stars to him
0: um he nodded to you and without hesitation did it back mimicked it back to you
4: and i just wanted to say i eat my soup really quickly and i'm gonna go somewhere but people can do their stuff do
6: you want seconds
4: oh no I'm i'm good thank you
6: all right um
0: yes
3: to describe wiping the blood off Yes
0: oh I'm sorry no I, I cut that short I bet okay. yeah. Are we hey, jumping around Hey, hey. do it, do it.
3: Seen. Do um, it. <laughs> She is going to Sit on the bed and nobody else is in the room Um And she's gonna get all curled up She's got her blanket still with her Um and she's just Very slowly like Wiping the blood off and Looking at the rag each time And she's just gonna like She's doing that, and she's in the process, and just thinking about what happened, and everything that's going on, and, like, the pain that her body is in. She's going to very slowly, like, tears kind of start to leak out one by one without her noticing, and then she's just going to, like, at one point just break down, and just, like, fall into a little fetal position puddle on the bed, and just... Like I think just like full on weep For a little bit Um And then Yeah Just kind of lay like you know when you cry really hard And your head starts hurting Mm. And you just like sob and sob until there's like Not Like every you're just like out of tears And your head is hurting and your face is like All stuffy and your eyes hurt Yeah, She's just gonna lay like that
0: um Boz, uh you look around spaces in the temple and you don't find Tello immediately. Um and it occurs to you he might have gone outside. Ah.
1: I looked for the door. I, it's so <laughs> hard to find. Um
0: it's right off of that central room and it just leads up a little staircase that twists around.
1: I'm sipping my suit, but I don't have like a spoon, I'm just like doing a yeah, just... bowl, you know. No. Yeah. Um you send the steps. I'm yeah, I nice. go up the <laughs> steps.
0: Yeah. Travel upward. Um it's a very tight staircase. Uh, and as you travel up it um, pale white light begins to bleed in the last step and as you walk up and you look at Biosta for the first time it's it's beautiful Um, you you realize now as you look out as you step into the light and there is the land's vista stretching out from before you um, you are standing in some sort of like a butte like a raised um, large geographical uh, outcropping you've been to West Texas right? Yeah. You know the things they call yes. mountains out there that yes. aren't? <laughs> yes. I do. Yes, <laughs> Those. Nice. Um, those sort of like half buttes while well, uh, Micah and Abby have a real physical fight over there. Those uh, He'll turn this couch around and we'll go back to Disneyland.
2: Um, okay. There's a raised
0: geographical structure. And, uh, Sorry. So still- it's probably like a couple hundred feet. It, it looks like someone like took part of a mountain and slammed it down. So you can see its edges at either side. And as you look up you can see where um, the sun is raising from behind the the massive uh geological formation that you guys are in so um the sunlight is spilling like it's shadow around you and it's slightly cooler where you are though it's warm enough in the summer Um, But you're pretty far north it's it's kind of floating in like the light 60s it'll warm up a little bit throughout the day and it's bathing over the landscape in pale white light and the sky is completely clear like glass and out in front of you are just an endless veil of rising and falling um the The landscape is all stone, um, but it's it's like cracked and smooth stone with pockets of um, sort of like broken rubble in, underneath, and it's just it's just dotted with a thousand little rivers of of ravine and earth and crag. So not actual water, but just the landscape is broken and chipped and cracked. And um, what fill it are sage bushes, um, millions and millions and millions and millions. And at this point in summer, they're the um, the bases of their uh, stems are like a twisted hard wood, but they break up into new growth. And you know how new new branches are green. Everything above a certain height on the on the bushes is green. So they must fully die each winter, lose the whole bush, and then fully regrow every year. Which, as a druid, you would understand plants quite well and understand what a feat that is to produce that much growth. Their their root system must be insane to have that sort of nutrient capacity. Um, But they're just, they're just covered in hundreds of leaves that are all silver. And so it's an ocean of silver all around you. And they're starting to flower. So there's just sort of like, it's like if the ocean was waves of silver, the sea foam cresting on it would be the slightest shades of pink from the many buds that haven't blossomed yet. And um, you can see birds occasionally fly slowly through the far distance and um, somewhere beneath you, kind of like a couple hundred feet down from the path, there is a road that goes by. And this, and there's like kind of a rough walkway leading up that's been cleared to the entrance of the temple. As you look up above you, there is a symbol of Saloon carved above the cropping of the wall. And you realize that, oh, we're a traveler to pass by. They could break off the path. And especially given your past perception, easily enough you can see Tello is... Um, about a hundred feet down kind of halfway in between where the, the road would break off to the temple and the temple itself and he's just kind of sat on a large stone that's like kind of angled to a side flattened and he's
1: just looking over the landscape I make my way over to him and sit down with make my soup bowl it's probably <laughs> empty at this point
0: okay so you sit down with an empty soup bowl and you hand him one I, right did I get that yeah, right? yeah I, I got bud. him one and uh, you bring it over and mm. he um oh it was thank you nothing to consider considerate um, just ladling
1: it out and sipping it um wow right yeah wow. wow I I lost you for a while back there when everything went down um are you okay like like uh, yeah no not. Nah. I mean, like, not, not today, you know. No, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm no, good. Thank you. That's um, insight check. Oh. Make an insight
0: check. <laughs> that oh, is not good. D&D. It's okay, mine's worse. That was a 13. No, 12. I'll see your 13 and I'll raise you a... What's Tello's Deception
1: modifier, Abby? It should be good, because he's a rogue, right? Mm-hmm. But Zach rolled. He <laughs> <laughs> should roll a one. Close. Two. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry.
1: If it's if it's ten or more,
0: <laughs> give me a plus eleven. <laughs> Seven. I'll see you thirteen, and I'll raise you a nine. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, this group has been together for not quite two months, but it is an extremely compressed time. It's church camp to times twelve. You know? <laughs>
5: um, That's funny. Uh,
0: whatever the distance between serving in war together in church camp is it's that um
2: and (laughs) sorry bad joke
0: (laughs) but um you've learned his mannerisms pretty well in the short time he is definitely lying but he is genuinely
1: trying to lie i give him like i like to raise my eyebrows and I, i look at him i don't say anything after he says that but i like raise my eyebrows knowingly and just kind of stare at him for a second after he says that he looks back at you
0: and kind of half smiles like he's gonna say something witty and tellowy, his face just kind of falls and he looks back to the sage and he doesn't say anything. And he just holds the bone,
1: the bowl in his lap, lightly steaming. I feel bad that you were made to come with us. Sometimes, not that I, not that I, I don't no, love you. It's not. I, I just. I just. I wish maybe she would have had a better time with taking something to I don't know. You get you got that I'm I'm just I'm sorry I'm have, sorry. You have to stop. Okay.
2: what
0: happened Buzz? how did you turn out like this like what you like practically died the day before yesterday and maybe a big sky dragon's gonna eat your home and you're bringing me soup and you're apologizing that i've had a bad time
2: What's your deal, man? Why are you so nice to me all the time?
0: What's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you guys? Don't you know that something's gonna happen? Like, this isn't going to work. The fun guys, this is not going to work. Something's going to happen.
1: Why aren't you bracing for it? Sometimes when I pretend it makes me feel like I'm back home. And I, you're probably right, Mike. This is... this. I mean, this isn't going to work, probably. But... I mean, it's not even like one of those things where I can say, if we try really hard and we all stick together, maybe it'll come out right, but... I mean, it's bad, man. I lied, boss. What do you mean? I'm not your friend. I'm not your ally. I'm not the fun guy. What do you
2: mean? Of course you are.
0: (laughs) And he takes the bowl and he puts it down on the ground next to him. He just kind of leans forward and he puts his head in his hands. He breathes really heavily and he's almost kind of hyperventilating a little, and he's rubbing his hands back and forth in his hair.
1: You can tell me. I want to be a fun guy, but I am not. What did you do? I haven't done it yet. What are you going? What do you mean? I'm really confused.
2: There is nothing in the box from count alquit but you have been paid (laughs) you have been paid to take the box to nekistanik and they're going to pay you and afterward (laughs) afterward it is my job to tell you That the Count is very proud of you. And that he wants to see you. At this manor. For greater reward. And another. And another venture to share with me. And then he is going to trap you. And then he is going to torture you. And then he is going to kill you.
1: Why? I don't understand.
2: What? Oh man. I thought that I was going to have friends again. Oh. Oh.
1: Uh, boss is really confused and, and really torn. He's them. going to kill my father, boss. Oh man. He's going to kill my
2: father. Oh no. But Craig is a father too. And if I let you all walk into this. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. I deserve to lose my father, but Aaron doesn't deserve to lose his. Tello. <laughs> I'm sorry, boss. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. They have your dad? <laughs> my father doesn't know a thing. Oh. He doesn't but know. But there is no one that counts can why are you talking to me? I was going to sell you out. You took care of me and you cared for me.
1: Bob just has a blank look on his face as he's just kind of like. I am.
2: Um, I'm so sorry, Bob.
1: Wow, um...
2: I'm so sorry. I'm not your friend. I mean... I wanted to be. But I'm... Not, I'm not a fun guy. I'm a liar, and I'm a coward. Well, um... And I'm a
1: monster. I'm sorry, hey, stop. One, Stop, I just need to... I just need to think for a second, please. <laughs> sorry, but Um. So- okay oh man i'm sorry okay you told us the truth you told us the truth so i mean that was really that was really bad but okay okay you know what you know what i don't even know but i we're gonna oh man um okay I can't I can't fix this right now. I can't fix this right now, Tello, and I'm so sorry. Um I'm really mad at you for lying to us, but I also am, I'm I'm so I'm sorry. Um
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Don't um Why are you telling me this now? Well, because I don't want to live in a world where I lied to you.
2: Oh, tell. You're the only good thing. I, this is the only good thing I've ever done. You're the only good people I've known in years. I, I And re- the fun guys fight monsters. I just so reach out out over in, in the, the middle of him
1: talking and I just, I just hold him. I just hold him and I close my eyes and just boss just lets go. And he just starts crying.
2: <laughs> don't forgive me, boss. Don't forgive me. Please don't forgive
1: me. I, I pull back and I, I, I wipe my tears in the snot from my face and, I don't look back at Tello, but I kind of I just kind of look back over Biasta again and
2: I'm so sorry, Buzz.
1: Oh, Tello I have I need to, I need to think, but um please don't leave. That I, I don't know what you're thinking or planning. I'm really hurt, but I don't think you should leave right now. I'm really angry at you. I'm still crying as I as I just kind of, I'm not looking at him when I say it and say, home. Oh this is a lot i just i just have to sort through some things um just don't just don't just give me a, just bef- don't do anything crazy okay just just wait a little bit all right you promise me you'll just wait you won't you won't you won't disappear or anything at least do this one thing for me just wait just for a little bit Boz he just kind of like gets up and he walks away but not like back inside he just like he like just walks a distance away and I'm I'm panicking because I'm I'm like thinking about everybody else and just how like I'm like thinking of like what I can do to fix this or who I can ask for help and I don't know Edmund Kai that well Craig is broken Greta died yesterday Ro was cursed by Zorgrim and I just kind of feel really alone as I just kind of stand there panicking for a, for a few minutes, just feeling the immense weight of every problem and everything that we're supposed to fix and just realizing that that this world is evil. and i and i bounce back and forth for being furious at tello and being guilty for feeling bad and then then stressed on what i have to do and what i'm supposed to do and and then feel like i'm wasting time i should be doing something else and I I am um, I I wild shape into into a deer and I, I try to run farther away into the butte but I don't want to like make an alarm I just wanna I get far enough away to where no one can hear me. Or I just kind of... And it's less like I come out of wild shape and just, like, stand up. But, like, like mid-run, it just kind of falls apart. And I, I like, just, like, tumble forward.
0: <laughs> Until it, leaves cover the landscape. And, and you fall, like... You, like, tumble a
1: little bit, striking some stones, and you're on your knees. And I... I don't know where I am. I I didn't know where I... I wasn't trying to remember where I was going or where I was coming from. I was just running, just to run. And... I, I'm i just laying on my back in the middle of nowhere. Just feeling nothing. Just void and empty. And tired. And I'm not even sure I do it on purpose. But... I feel like he says this, he whispers this message. And he like, it's not really a prayer because I don't think Boz is super religious. But he just, he just communicates and he says out loud, he says. How are we going to hold this together? What should we do? I'm just so... I'm just so lost. And he casts a divination, but I don't think he's like trying to, I just think it's just like the, the whatever level of consciousness is in like this energy of chaos that he holds next to him. And just the abilities that he has that he's recently just acquired that he doesn't really necessarily know how to work. And I know that there's supposed to be an offering of 25 gold pieces, but those, I guess evaporate in his pocket. As there are words for how much I don't care. And, um, <laughs> I guess he does that mechanically the spell is cast and he reaches out to Yelik Tananth as the only person that he can think of right now that wouldn't break under the pressure of what he just heard.
6: Mm -hmm. You sort of look up at the sky
0: and you whisper those words. The staff has spilled out of your wild shape with you and there's this tingling feeling in the far left side of your hand and your hand is almost sort of like drawn to it without the permission of your mind it reaches over and it touches the stone the crystal as your fingers wrap around the emerald that tingling sensation branches out to your whole limb as your arm falls asleep you sit up and you look at the staff and standing directly behind it at about nine feet tall is a man with dark skin, giant mane of moss spilling around his shoulders, huge antlers, the legs of elk below, and with burning gray eyes,
6: he looks up at you and he says, Who are you, boss? And then <laughs> the two disappear. Oh. Okay.
3: The two?
0: Um uh wait let's see so where did we leave off with you you okay so you were crying on your bed you'd gone to sleep um craig after after you eat for a while with collager what do you do
5: um i'm gonna go back to the
0: room Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of places to go here it kind of starts to feel a little bit like the ship And it's many square feet bigger, because the poor bed is tiny, but you get that similar feeling of like residing claustrophobia. (laughs) But yeah. You pass by the temple and you move back to the room. I see Greta. Yeah. Greta, are you Greta, what state are you in?
5: Lump. (laughs) Lump of tears? uh, in third level lump. Okay, third level lump. Well, that's a pretty big lump. Okay. Huff a lump a lump, if you will. Oh, I love you. Okay. So I'm gonna say that Craig goes in there, um, Poor Gepkin cake for the bloody rag and There's a bloody rag next. Okay. To. He's familiar with this feeling that she's experiencing. Not exactly, but um he goes up to Greta. He puts his big hand compared to her, um on, on her arm. But he does it very like softly. Hey Greta. and he's gonna pick the rag I up Craig. from her and start wiping her face. Oh. And he's gonna start
3: she's, she's taking gonna, care of she, her. She, she, she's gonna she's gonna like like flinch away, or she'll she'll sit up and and kind of like like flinch away from from Craig's hand and try and take the rag. I'm just trying to help. I know.
5: I just hands it to her thank you Craig I'm, I, I I know what you're I don't know what you're feeling but I am very well acquainted with the bloody rag
3: <laughs> I, I I think all of us kind of I think all of us are it, it's been hard for everyone it, it has I granted no
5: one's had it as hard as you have I, th- I mean that's good right
3: I'm glad about that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have taken it all. Well, too bad I already did. (laughs) No. I, yeah. Nobody, no... There's so few people in this world that deserve that. Even if, even if, you know, they're... They're they're fighting for the Kefkins or they're misleading misguided or you know and if if no one in our party deserves that and I'm, I'm glad that we've been safe so far
5: he just kind of can't he like opens his mouth to like say something but nothing just comes out and he just kind of closes his mouth like smiles and nods um He's gonna leave you too, but he's gonna go over and start making his bed. And, um, can I say just for the fun of it, he sees Ro's flower on the bed?
4: Well, weirdly enough, is in my head, I picture, I didn't say it, but in my head, I pictured that Ro took because she'd already plucked it. So, like, she's Mm. not gonna leave it there. And she just laid it on your pillow.
5: There's gonna be a pang of guilt of the way that he treated Roe, and he's just gonna he's gonna pick up the flower kind of twirl it in his hand a little bit and he's just gonna like lightly set it back down and he's gonna go find Roe.
3: where's Ro?
4: <laughs> is she sleeping outside? <laughs> donde esta? no <laughs> so Roe scarfed down her uh, her soup and how many, like, are there any, like, deep hallways in this cave?
0: <laughs> the deepest would be the one that leads to Epamun's chamber. Like, it, it's it's pretty well confined to the spaces carved out here.
4: How how long is this hallway?
0: 30 feet, maybe.
4: Oh. Not long. Um,
0: Rogue? What are the other rooms? So, no, it's no problem. Uh, there's a There's a central room, like, kind of in the middle, then a hallway that leads to the mess area off, connecting from that at the end, is Eppermund's chambers. Right off that, um, uh, to the sort of, like, below that central chamber, if you would, there is the sort of, like, temple area where you met with the manibus. Yeah. Um, And then to the side of that, the, like, guest quarters.
4: Um, Ro is gonna be in the temple area. um, Studying... Not studying, but, like, mm, praying and holding that symbol of the maker that Janice gave mm. her. Um and attuning to it.
0: Okay. So Ro, you can mark that on your sheet somewhere that you have attuned to the item. Um You had a symbol of the maker previously. Uh did, did you? Did you not? Yeah, I still have yeah, it, sorry. right? Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> so, so, did it go away. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean, it like that. Um, so you had a symbol, but as you focus on this one, um, you get that sort of like magical pull that you get from items, and you realize that this one can be attuned to. The other, the other was not attunable, right? It was just a. Symbol. Oh, you had told me it was. Oh, it was? How many open slots for attunement do you have?
4: Well, I figured that I would. Um,
0: Lose the pendant of revelry.
4: Well, I'm not attuned to it right now because I have the staff.
0: Oh, so you unattuned to the staff and you focus on the other symbol. Yeah. Okay. Um, strangely, as you hold it, you find that it, it doesn't attuned to the one. It doesn't seem to have anything to focus on the other. Like attuned to a symbol of the maker, attuned to the symbol of the maker. You gather.
4: Oh, so can I unattune from the other one?
0: Sure. Okay, sure. You focus on the new one. Okay. <laughs> funky, funky rules. Gray space. Yeah. Sorry. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Spacers. Um, <laughs> That's a rest! Um, as you focus on it, it's a very similar feeling to that of the first. It just kinda of feels like being woken up in a good way. Every time you attune to it, it feels like you woke up from a well-earned sleep, a satisfying sleep. However rare the experience for an adult, it's like waking up fully rested as you focus on the item. It's cool, it's heavier than the other one, much heavier. Electrum is a dense metal. And it's smooth and cool in your hand. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Each ridge, each line. Perfect ninety degree angles. It's gorgeous. Not of the circles at the edge of the circles. You get what I'm saying?
5: <laughs> yeah. Can Craig enter the room now?
0: Craig enters the room now. Okay. You hear heavy footsteps from behind.
5: Say, so, um, are you sitting are you sitting down? Or she's standing? She's sitting on,
0: is there, what's the temple look like? Um, The temple area, there's like sort of a central pathway. There are um, three benches on either side, fairly long, where (gasps) congregation could sit, sort of like raised platform at the front and a sort of like a structure similar to a pulpit. And in front of it, in the middle, a small, shallow, grooved, elevated bowl where someone could burn incense. And then um, a symbol of a saloon carved very large into the wall behind the raised Um.
4: platform. I'm gonna say she's not. She's not sitting on one of the benches. She's sitting like on the floor in front of the first bench, mm. like cross-legged. Yeah. He's gonna
5: just kind of walk past you to the to the bench and just like kind of sit down. And the way he sits down, it's like the weight of his whole being just kind of like poof, like right on the bench. And um, he goes, you know. <sighs> some people get frustrated when they feel things and some people don't handle things well and other people they try to help and their intentions are good but those other people just really struggle to uh to not let their feelings affect good people and then he looks at ro does this make sense
4: (laughs) Um, Ro doesn't look back at him right away um, but she does speak immediately Um, uh, Craig I I understand Um, we all have a tendency to process things differently And, uh... I tend to, um... Try to... Fix the things on the surface... Of the people around me. And, um... Because I, too, have... Kind of a... And at this point, she looks up at you. A hard time, um... Processing things. And so instead of diving deep into the actual problem i uh i tend to stay on the surface so you don't you don't have to explain yourself um i'm sorry
5: i'm grieving ro i'm <laughs> um what you see on my I'm sorry I'm sorry what you see on my face is just the iceberg of what I am grieving and I appreciate you wanting to pay attention to that and care about that but I need you to know that just because you dress up the outside does not mean the inside is good i'm having nightmares about catherine and i'm so scared i'm so scared (laughs) but i just i just need to not be okay i just need us to not be okay with where we are And I really, I really do appreciate you wanting to care and support in the way that you know how. And I'm so sorry that I responded so rudely, but um, I just need you to
4: know where I'm at right now. Ro just, um, she kind of turns so that she's like, her whole body's facing him now. And, um, she just kind of reaches out and grabs craig's hand if he lets her yeah um and with her sixth strength (laughs) she squeezes (laughs) his hand um and uh you kind of see just a tear fall from her eyes um and she just kind of sniffles and wipes it away real quick but is still squeezing your hand and just nods because she knows that's there's nothing to say in this moment Mm.
5: what do you have in your hand and he looks down at the
4: symbol um well uh, you know how um um Conaget and and Alondra when we talked to them afterwards um Conaget Uh, I I got the symbol of the the maker Mm. Um, before Janice left last night um, she gave me this one Um, it's quite it's different and the same all at the same time Um, I'm sure you recognize the metal (laughs) Craig (laughs) Oh yeah, immediately <laughs> Um Electrum. Yeah. <laughs> Janice said something interesting to me when she handed it to me. She said um she said he doesn't always answer. Who is she referring to? Um well Well Craig, my guess is the maker himself. Can you use that to talk to
5: Is it like sending? Like I, I is it I don't I don't I don't know, know
4: a lot about magic, but um I, I I haven't I haven't tried. I I don't I don't know, Craig. But um
5: Let me know what you find out. That could be very helpful. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> um
5: What are you thinking? What are you worried about?
4: Hmm. I tend to try to be very hopeful, and and I am. Um. But Craig thinks. Things are wonderful and horrible all at the same time right now. And, um... It's not something I'm used to processing. (laughs) But, um... I don't know. I, I, I can't even say that, you know, my normal... My normal responses will get through this and things will be okay and um, I, I do believe in, in the power of the Maker and, and Saloon, but um, it's kind of hard to see through the fog right now. I just, it's nice to have you all <laughs> here mm. and alive.
5: I like us that way, too. (laughs) Yeah. bro. I just want to say that we all have our strengths. Um, Boz being logical and being able to make decisions and think through things, and I like to hit things, and uh, Greta's curious and obtains knowledge really fast. Pero, your strength is how you keep us so balanced. (laughs) We are the fun guys because you care. When everyone says that we're so good you're the one that is pushing us to stay good to see the hope to see the good in others when we don't want to. And we just we do need you so don't change that.
4: Well that's that's very kind of you Craig. Um I don't know if I believe it myself sometimes, but I've learned if I, um, if I say things out loud enough, that, um, we can all start to believe it ourselves, so. It's, um, you, you're wrong though, um. the fun guys wouldn't be the fun guys without each one of us and um although it seems like I'm most of the time the positive one your heart um your heart keeps us grounded Craig more so than probably anyone so don't sell yourself short with just hitting things okay and um, Ro kind of stands up at that point and um, she kind of wipes her face again and uh, she's still like holding Craig's hands
2: Mm.
5: have you seen Boss?
4: um no he wasn't
5: in the room and he's not here
4: Uh, maybe I I don't know Um, I was I think I was gonna go outside he wasn't in the kitchen either so um, I'll go um, I think I'm gonna walk around some I may if I see him or something I'll let you know
5: yeah I I have a and he says the name so fast that you wouldn't believe it (laughs) Um I have that glaive I
1: have no idea what to do with it uh and I think that Glaive of the Moon Knight I believe is what it's called based on the Disney Channel original series Moon what? Knight
3: <laughs> okay
5: <laughs>
1: Sponsor us. <laughs> Please don't. Please what? don't.
4: Disney? <laughs>
3: I would
1: love to go to Disney World More once like a year. Disney. <laughs>
2: anyway, about I'm sorry. That I'm that sorry. Me. What about <laughs> Disney
1: Plus? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways,
5: Craig says, you without an interruption from gaze. an audience. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I just, I have that glaive and I just, um, I don't know what to do with it,
4: and I think that he might have an idea. He knows a lot of things. DM. Ro would recognize immediately that it's saloon, right?
0: Oh, wow! That's the symbol of uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, in the head of the glaive, <laughs> yeah, I'm described previously. The seven stars of saloon are carved into the yeah. moon. Oh, that's definitely a relic of the temple. Um, of this was well, from
3: the night,
4: correct? Yes, mm-hmm. the, the the fun guy night.
0: <laughs> the fun guy knight. This is this was oh broths. the
4: one that was said to yeah. go say the fun this guys is are
0: greater. Yeah, right. this <laughs> is <Yeah. broths>
4: <laughs> um, yay, Craig. That's the symbol of of saloon. I I think this belonged to someone in the order of the saloon.
5: Oh, I thought of it. Saloon. I thought it was from that one artist, Goff Van.
4: Just
5: kidding.
3: I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> you really are a dad.
3: Go <laughs> on, um, Goff, like Van Gogh. Goff Van. You might. Goff Van. I don't All get right. it. Yeah, we'll just get, hey, we're just gonna keep getting them. I back. Don't get it.
4: You might um. You might want to to see F. Moon Kai about that. It's um. I I mean I don't know if you want to to hold on to it, but if not, he might Are know what to, to do Are you trying to convert it. me? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: and on that note,
1: we're gonna end episode fifty eight, uh, fifty nine. You uh, trying to convert me? And uh, we'll we'll go to break. Um, what a great episode name, by the way, "Living the Dream." So Zachary. Uh, for, I was really worried that the whole
4: episode. Uh, I'm
1: a Barbie. I have well, a barbarian Barbie girl shirt. I go.
4: couldn't afford that. I really thought the whole episode was gonna be each <laughs> of us in a in a dark dream,
0: and that we were all living it. I <laughs> thought that too. <laughs> I, I can do a you one better. Worried. Your reality is the dark dream. Um So, uh, you guys gain 0.05 levels for the adventure. And I have a little note on every single session that gain, that says, like, gain 0.0, whatever levels for meaningful roleplay. I think I can definitely say that you all have gained that. Um, so I'm going to say 0.05 plus 0.04 because that really knocked my socks off there. Uh, Woo! Oh, nice, I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Did you jot on us? No, that's just poor crying. Shout okay. to
1: Zach for great role playing. Um, You're hey, the one wow. with the great role playing. Wow. Role wow. So, wow. So, wow. I cried. The year. I cried. Yeah. Skirt. I didn't even cry when I watched my sister's Keeper, and I cried when I when I listened <laughs> to that. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway Watch anyway, listen
2: i'm sure you want us to wrap up so you can
0: get to the next episode so um <laughs> do we i don't think we have anything to plug at the moment there's some outlays.
4: The we Patreon. have like four new patrons yeah, okay. yeah. To all the Whoa. new
0: patrons like we've kind of got a community oh, now hey, cool. you. Hey, drew. hey drew i know you
5: Hi. are we allowed to say this? their there names
1: i uh, well we we shout them out by first yeah. name pretty regularly yes. so oh. yeah. like yeah. i'll probably i shouted out um Somebody, I think I think I we'll Drew on the last it, episode. He's yeah. on like episode four right now. Who? So Drew, so oh, he's like, yeah. when I you get there, man, yes. like, in like a year maybe. <laughs> so Hi. But for for all the new patrons,
0: um, thank you for coming. Yeah, we are excited. Um, if you're new to the Patreon, like
1: look through it, dude, because there's a yeah. lot of stuff yeah. in there for Ask you. Ask
3: us questions. Don't, I get so excited yeah. for oh, every same. Patreon question. I,
1: I am so overwhelmed about the amount of new people that come in. Like we have t- like uh, so many people just there. I'm like yeah. trying to rework the benefits stuff that like gives mm-hmm. you like a guaranteed more things. Cause I think a lot of the stuff that we have now is like, Oh, you have a chance of playing in a row. Yeah. and That doesn't feel good. Like you should yeah. get something a hundred percent for being here. And so, yeah. um, uh, we got stuff in the yeah, pipe. We're on working pipes. on some
4: new stuff. Yeah, we got
0: some yeah. stuff, stuff in the pipe. Yeah, so we, we, just... we have all sorts of interesting things coming. So thank you for supporting. Um, if you are interested in supporting, you can look us up on Patreon. We have some very low entry thresholds. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, if you're just a listener, hey man, thanks for listening. Thank you. Tell you're someone back. you like about the podcast. Yeah. Um, Leave a and, review. That's really. Please, I'm not go. gonna lie. It can be. It can be a little corny and weird. Like at some point, some of these people at the table had to be like are we really doing this on a mic? You know, like this episode is an excellent example of, uh, maybe this one really moved you. Maybe you were like, wow, I can't hear for combat or fart jokes, like keep it moving, man. But we really do care about the story. Um, I really do think that life is an incredible adventure and I really do want you to know listeners that you're an important part of it. So if this story moved you, I genuinely, this is not for the success of our podcast. Um, share it with someone you care about or better yet, go make your own story. Like Mm -hmm. I hope listening to this makes you feel like you can go build your own story with your friends Yes, Um, because all it really takes is uh, trying to play D&D and really caring about each other along the way. And everything else is just details that fill themselves in. Um, But listeners, life is an incredible story and uh, wherever you're at today, whatever you're going through, no matter what truth or untruth is in your head, you are a very important part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about you very much and we hope that we can keep enjoying the story with you skibbity wap and skibbity wap bye, bye.